0: together today on Today with Marilyn and Sarah. Thank you so much for watching. Put your remote control down. Let's hunker down together and have some really cool time with God. And I was praying about this time and specifically what to share for you right now in this moment. I felt like Holy Spirit said that there are lots of individuals who are watching right now who are faced with insurmountable obstacles. You have things in front of you that are just, you can't seem to get over, around, through. It's just an, an impassable wall, a, a obstruction. And I feel like Holy Spirit wants to encourage you with two verses. It's Isaiah 64, verse 4. It says, For from days of old, we have not heard or perceived by ear, th- nor perceived by eye, all that God has done for those who wait for God. And then coupled with that is is Second Chronicles 20, verse 12. And it says, We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And instead of looking at the obstacle and what seems to be impossible, my challenge to you, I feel like God wants to encourage you, if you'll look at God, wait on God, and trust God, ask God to intervene, to interrupt, to redeem, God is going to come through for you far more than you could ever think of in your natural abilities or wisdom. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you. God can come through and do things in ways that you never anticipated, never saw that coming but God has supernatural ways to overcome. So thank you so much for watching. We love to pray for you and partner today, thank you. We appreciate you immensely. You're a very critical part of what we do helping us to cover the earth with the word. Just a few moments, we're going to be joining a teaching that I've done and this is called Save Your Fork. I love this teaching because this teaching relates to heavenly help. Who is Holy Spirit? and What can Holy Spirit do in our lives today?
1: You know coronavirus has really hit our world, but I don't want it to hit what we are doing. And so we have prayed, and we believe that we are to extend our time in Israel. Is that awesome? Who wouldn't like more time in Israel? Look at the things that we can see. We can see the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever seen that? Ooh, I have. I love it. We can also see the Garden too. We can see so many biblical sites. So don't give up on us. Go with me. I think the Holy Land will come alive to you. I think it's going to be a very special time because we had to eliminate Italy, but we didn't eliminate Israel. We just added to it. And we want to add you to it too. And we want you to invite your friends. Bring them along
0: hey, I'm really excited about sharing with you today. And really what I'm excited about is thinking about what are the needs in your life. So many times we have needs, like we have so many things that we're concerned about. Some of us really struggle with worry. Um, Many of us watching, we have a hard time with fear. We just are afraid to do things. We don't do these certain things, We whatever, because we're afraid some of us are you're watching right now and you have some health issues that are a real challenge you might be watching as well um, and you're having some relationship issues maybe family uh, marital issues maybe there's some job issues maybe you've had a friendship that just kind of went south like what, what what happened and we all have these needs financial needs you might have had some bills pile up that you didn't plan for i didn't see that coming and some of you you even said that this morning when you woke up i didn't see that coming and these are challenges. This is kind of life. Life has some of this stuff. And sometimes what's really difficult is when they all seem to pile up all at the same time. It's nice if you can take one thing at a time, you know, and not have two or three big deals pile up. And, and when we get into those situations where we've got lots of things piling up, we can feel crushed and overwhelmed and maybe sometimes even defeated by all that stuff. And if that describes you, I just encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you. Um, Pray that Holy Spirit would strengthen and encourage you and one of the things I was praying about about for our time today and is verse that God dropped in my heart for you and it's um, Isaiah 11 verse 2 and it says this the spirit of the Lord will rest and this is my prayer for you will rest on you the spirit of wisdom and understanding spirit of counsel and strength the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord that Holy Spirit with these anointings with these with these presence demonstrations would rest on you and I think there's a very powerful verse for you to look at to think of about and to really embrace Holy Spirit I welcome you to rest on me today rest on me with wisdom and strength and counsel knowledge fear. rest on me I welcome you because I don't have the strength to do all this stuff and and let me sense your presence and I say this verse because I know Holy Spirit has tremendous, tremendous help for us. And I've written a book, a little booklet recently called Save Your Fork. And I love this little booklet. I love, I love the title because the title for me, it reminds me when I have people over to my house for dinner and uh, you just sit around my table. And if you come to my house for dinner, um, the food generally will be good. Um, It might not be super, super clean. It might not be super organized. It might not have all kinds of, you know, like structures and systems, you know, like pristine, better homes and garden house. <laughs> but might be some little dust bunnies in the corners. However, if you sit down and you have dinner with with my family, we're gonna feed you well. We're gonna have good good meat. My my son likes to make meat. He's an awesome awesome chef, and I'll have good vegetables. It'll be healthy. It'll be tasty. But if you sit down and have dinner at my house, I'm going to tell you at the end of the meal, <laughs> save your fork. Save your fork. My kids will clear the plates, clear some of the dishes, get you know, take away whatever platter, serving platters, all that stuff. But I'll tell you, save your fork. And it's a key indicator that the best is yet to come. If you like dessert. <laughs> if you like dessert, the best is yet to come. Save your fork. And if you come to my house, I'm going to have you save your fork because I might have made a German chocolate cake. Mm, I like German chocolate cake. It's one of my one is my one of his favorite. I might make grilled peaches for you. I might make all kinds of fun desserts. Love to make strawberry shortcake. I mean, just pick something. I love it. But save your fork. And a lot of times if you're a new guest around my table, you kind of look like this curious look like, what, what does that mean? But if you come to my house frequently for dinner, and I tell you, save your fork, I watch people and they get a smile like, whoo, what are we having tonight? This is exciting. And I like to do that. And I say that as a kind of a wedding, baiting your appetite, because I believe that's what Jesus said for us. And I say that because, and in this little booklet, you can hop on the phone, get on the website, grab a copy of this little booklet. Really powerful, super, super helpful. And I like it because it's concise. It's short. You can grab, and there's little, uh, little little, pockets, little snippets of good stuff for your heart. But it says this in um, Luke twenty-four forty-nine. This is what Jesus says. I'm sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you're to stay until, in the city until... Until you're clothed with power from on high. There's this anticipation. And this is at the end of Jesus' earthly ministry. And he's telling his disciples, hey, check this out. I know we've just had two and a half, three years of hanging out together. An amazing journey, adventure with Jesus. But save your fork. You need to wait here because there's more. I'm telling you, in some respects, the best is yet to come. It's not just that you get to watch me do this stuff, but the best is yet to come. And in your life, you may not feel that way right now. You may feel very discouraged and despondent. You may be looking at the future and think, whew, it's bleak, it's dark, it's grim, it's hopeless. I want you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We wanna pray for you. If you're struggling about your, your future in perspective, even making decisions, you say, Sir, it's hard for me to believe the best is yet to come. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We wanna pray for you. And of course, ask them, say, hey, I want my copy of Save your fork. Because the best is yet to come. This is what Jesus said to his disciples. And he said this before, before everything hit the fan with crucifixion and Gethsemane and Judas betraying him, all that stuff. He said the best is yet to come. We're at the end of my earthly ministry, the culmination of it. And yet, the best is yet to come. And I know when we think about this in terms of our own lives, I want to proposed to you that the best is yet to come what you've had up to this point the plus and minuses good and bad when we trust and lean into jesus and we let holy spirit rest on us the best is yet to come and i know i'm speaking that i'm encouraging a particular individual because right now you woke up this morning and you're like i don't even i don't want to get out of bed i'm just basically you know in your mind you're depressed you've told people i'm tired But you know in your mind, this is depression, not just being tired. And I want to encourage you today that the best is yet to come. We'd love to pray for you. Hop on the phone, get on the website. We would love to pray for you. And Holy Spirit wants to rest on you. Just like what I said in Isaiah 11, verse 2, the Holy Spirit wants to rest on you and bring life into you. But when Jesus did this, and he said, wait in Jerusalem, because the best is yet to come. Wait there until you be clothed in power. Jesus is. Telling his disciples, creating an anticipation. Save your fork. Stay here. Don't move. Don't get scattered. Don't get despondent. Don't run off the plot and just kind of, so to speak, go back to fishing. That's what John did. Come back to Jerusalem and wait here because there's something really, really good coming. And yes, they went through <laughs> Judas' betrayal. Yes, they went through Jesus' crucifixion. Yes, they were in the upper room. But the best was yet to come because if you remember, jesus when he rose from the dead in john 20 he came and visited his disciples they were all huddled in a room they were scared they were nervous they were anxious worried <gasps> what's going to happen we don't know and jesus came into the room and he breathed on them and said receive holy spirit and part of the best that's yet to come i want to just challenge each of you watching part of the best that's yet to come is an openness to Holy Spirit. Openness in our hearts. Openness in our thoughts in our attitudes. You might be watching today and say, Well, you know, that whole Holy Spirit stuff, that's kind of weird. That's like for those really, really bizarre <laughs> Christians. Or you might be watching today saying, Yeah, I love it. I want more. You might be watching today and say, Yeah, I had a whole experience with the Holy Spirit and you know, twenty years ago. And that's the kind of been the benchmark. But family, I want to talk to you and encourage, challenge you, that no matter what your mindset has been about Holy Spirit, maybe it's time to have a fresh openness, a fresh um, curiosity, a fresh opportunity for Holy Spirit to rest on you. And you might be watching right now, and there's all kinds of demands and pressures on your life, and you can't hardly think about um, a fresh open door for Holy Spirit, we'd love to pray for you. We'd love to pray that you would have kind of a a curiosity or not look at the past and say, well, that's who Holy Spirit was back then. But there's freshness. There's the best yet to come. Save your fork. Holy Spirit has good things for you. And if you haven't had that connection, that opportunity that experience with Holy Spirit, hop on the phone, get on the website. Love to get you my booklet, but also we would love to pray for you. Have a fresh new experience with Holy Spirit.
2: Have you ever found yourself wanting something sweet after a good meal? something more? For your gift of $25 or more, we will send you, Save Your Fork, There's More. In this concise booklet by Sarah Bowling. you'll see that the Holy Spirit is much more than a supernatural experience and wants to be personally connected to you. You will learn through her insightful understanding how Pentecost was not a single event, but the beginning of so much more. We will also send you Sarah's book, Heavenly Help, Experiencing the Holy Spirit in Everyday Life. Drawing from Jesus' teachings during the Last Supper and from her own study of the Bible in the original languages, Sarah offers powerful insights for skeptics, new believers, and mature Christians alike. And to complete this encouraging offer, we will send you Sarah's DVD, Praying with Holy Spirit. The valuable resource presents Christ followers with a method to participate in a grand adventure with the Holy Spirit, one that will change your life from the inside out. Call or click today to receive this anointed resource.
0: So we're talking about saving your fork. And of course, if you haven't gotten your booklet yet, hop on the phone, get on the website. I'm really excited about this booklet. But the idea that we save our fork, you know, the best is yet to come. Dessert. (laughs) Dessert is coming. We think about that. And that's what Jesus says basically in, in Luke 24, 49. Wait in Jerusalem. There's an anticipation. And appreciate that when Jesus says wait in Jerusalem, it's not just that he's like, they're there hanging out and they don't totally know what's going on at the same time jesus says this to his disciples wait in jerusalem understand that jesus has also coached his disciples on who holy spirit is so when we think about you know jesus here luke 24 and, and him speaking to his disciples let's also appreciate that jesus had said you know i know Holy Spirit, till you be endued with power, till cl- power you're clothed with power with Holy Spirit. That's in the future, but and we can look at Pentecost and say John, in Acts chapter two, that's the, that's the demonstration of Holy Spirit, the outpouring of power. You can look at that, but I want to just back up the train a little bit because I say that if if you and I, <laughs> if we were in and thinking back 2,000 years ago, if we were in their sandals, if you will, tongue in cheek. We go back and we think about sitting in the upper room after Jesus has risen from the dead and we're on the day of Pentecost and we're hanging out there. We had no training, no background, no no education from Jesus other than other than watching him do 3 years of ministry and miracles and teaching. But we're sitting in the upper room and suddenly out of nowhere there's a rushing mighty wind. All the windows go flying open because of the wind and there's a roar from the wind. <laughs> And then suddenly there's these little things of fire, tongues of fire, that are all like oh, over somebody's head. Oh my gosh, it's over your head too. That's really freaky. And then everybody starts speaking in foreign languages. Nobody understands it. If you were and I were there and that was happening to us with no training, no preparation, no background, uh, that would freak, I don't know about you, but that would completely freak me out. I would be like, hey, I'm out. I mean, I would be like completely scared out of my skull. Like, Lose the plot. Um, Super messed up. Like in my head, I think, ooh, you know, something's wrong. uh, Mess me up. But I say all that to say these guys, 120, that were in Pentecost, on the day of Pentecost, in the upper room, they didn't lose the plot. They didn't freak out. They didn't get messed up in their head and (gasps) afraid. And the reason they didn't, I would propose to you, is because Jesus coached them. Jesus taught them holy spirit and Jesus remember John 20:22 20, Jesus breathed on them said receive holy spirit and Jesus had taught them before Gethsemane when when Judas had left the room Jesus taught them in John 14:15 and 16 Jesus taught them this is who holy spirit is so when Jesus breathes on them and they receive holy spirit when there's this demonstration for Pentecost They've all been trained and taught and kind of coached, mentored, introduced to Holy Spirit before all that happened. And I want to just encourage you that when we anticipate and open our hearts up for a new encounter experience with Holy Spirit, it would be helpful for us to go back to John chapters 14, 15, and 16 and look and highlight who is Holy Spirit. What does Jesus say about Holy Spirit? And open up our hearts for Holy Spirit to speak into us, to rest on us, like I said in Isaiah 11:2, 2 to rest on us and to help us walk in truth, reality, with Holy Spirit, who Holy Spirit is. And if you're watching right now and you say, you know, I don't know anything about Holy Spirit, I just encourage you, grab your copy, save your fork. This is a really good little crisp, really succinct, very tight short concise um, intro to Holy Spirit and who Holy Spirit is in our lives really really helpful to you but you might be watching as well and say you know Sarah I I'm really struggling I and I appreciate what you're saying about Holy Spirit but I'm really having some marital issues right now and I'm having a hard time understanding why he did what he did why she said what she said we're just having some marital issues, and we just can't seem to get on the same page, can't seem to communicate uh, constructively, and, and there's just arguments, there's tension, it's, you know we go to our respective corners, and it's just difficult. I want to encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for your marriage, your marriage to be redeemed, to be restored, to be improved, to get the wheels back on the bus, and, and to get moving forward. But I want to encourage you as well, when you ask for prayer, grab your copy of Savior Fork, because the best is yet to come. And this is Holy Spirit, anticipating Holy Spirit in our lives. So in Isaiah eleven two, um, 2 this is, this is where Isaiah describes some of who Holy Spirit is. Spirit of wisdom, spirit of counsel, spirit of knowledge, fear of the Lord, spirit of strength. And and information helping us with with insight, supernatural insight, spiritual insight. This is who Holy Spirit is resting on us. But in John chapters 14, 15, and 16, Jesus speaks to us and says, I'm going to give you a little primer tutorial um, on who Holy Spirit is. First and foremost, in John 14, verse 16, Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you always. And I love this about Holy Spirit. Jesus says Holy Spirit is our helper. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And you say, well, that's not what my Bible says. My Bible, and there are different translations. Some, it's the Greek word parakleo, paraclete. And what it, it translates all kinds of ways. It translates as comforter, as advocate, as helper, as counselor. These are all words that we use in the English to describe this Greek word, And you can look at all those descriptions and say, well, which one? Which one is Holy Spirit? And I love that Holy Spirit is all of them. (laughs) Holy Spirit isn't just dialed into one definition. Holy Spirit is all. And the reason I choose help as kind of my core core Holy Spirit identity description, Jesus says Holy Spirit is my helper, is because I need a lot of help. (laughs) I'm the poster child for help. I legitimately, I used to not want help, I used to be super, super independent, still struggle with that. But Holy Spirit started coaching me and saying, you know what Sarah, when you're independent and you want to do it yourself, you're resisting me because I can help you. I can help you pick something. I can help you with your kids. I can help you with that cooking. I can help you answer that really tense conversation. I can help you have peace in your, in your heart. I can help you understand internally, hey, wait a second. This is what I can give you wisdom for what's happening. I can help you when you feel weak and, and lethargic, when you feel despondent, when you feel whole. I can help you. And You might be watching right now and you need help. You're like, yeah, I need all kinds of help. I need help with my money. I need help with self control. I need help with my my tongue, the things that I say. I need help in my thinking because my my thoughts are woof. I need help in my emotions that they don't dominate and control everything. I need help. Maybe some of you are having some struggles with some aging issues. Help! Help! (laughs) I think that's like Holy Spirit's nickname, help. So I just encourage you hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray. For divine help, I wrote a book called Heavenly Help, and I think it would be a huge resource for you. Also, you could grab this copy, save your fork. Um, the best is yet to come. But we want to pray for you that you would come to know Holy Spirit as your helper. This is the very first thing, way that Jesus, when he's doing this tutorial, when he introduces Holy Spirit to his disciples, he doesn't introduce. God, the son, God, the father, God, the Holy Spirit, not all this formal stuff. And, and, you know, like, hello, my name is, but I appreciate that Jesus introduces Holy Spirit as help. And for me, that's a very accessible, easy hand, hand grip, help, because I can say help <laughs> when I'm driving help. I can say help. When I'm in a, in a boring meeting or a meeting that's super tense. I can say help when I'm at a doctor getting a diagnosis. Ugh, help. I can say help when my kids are uh, giving me some grief. <laughs> I can say help like consistently all the time. And I would venture to say that you probably need help also. There are probably areas in your life where you could use some heavenly Help. So as we think about this whole message today, this whole time together, I just encourage you hop on the phone, get on the website, grab your copy, save your fork. I know Holy Spirit wants to be your helper. By identity, this is who Holy Spirit is. Holy Spirit wants to help us because Holy Spirit is our helper.
2: Have you ever found yourself wanting something sweet after a good meal? Something more? For your gift of $25 or more, we will send you, Save Your Fork, There's More. In this concise booklet by Sarah Bowling. you'll see that the Holy Spirit is much more than a supernatural experience and wants to be personally connected to you. You will learn through her insightful understanding how Pentecost was not a single event, but the beginning of so much more. We will also send you Sarah's book, Heavenly Help, Experiencing the Holy Spirit in Everyday Life. Drawing from Jesus' teachings during the Last Supper and from her own study of the Bible in the original languages, Sarah offers powerful insights for skeptics, new believers, and mature Christians alike. And to complete this encouraging offer, we will send you Sarah's DVD, Praying with Holy Spirit. The valuable resource presents Christ followers with a method to participate in a grand adventure with the Holy Spirit, one that will change your life from the inside out. Call or click today to receive this anointed resource.
0: I'm really really thankful that you've been watching and I've been praying about how we should finish our time together and I was thinking about this as, as it relates to some of the things that we think about what our minds dwell on and how we see things and I know for myself there are a lot of times when I don't see things accurately I don't see things from a, a truthful point of view and this is what I want to pray for you and, and you say what does that look like well Sometimes I'll have some interactions with people and I'll walk away feeling insecure, like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that. I feel like such an idiot. Sometimes I think that there's like a situation that I can't do. It's just impossible. And then, I'm, and then I stop. I don't even try. Sometimes I have a, a struggle in my own thought in terms of I'm tired and there's not enough of me and I'm just, I'm, I'm just run down on beat. I can't do that. And, and I, what I want to do is I want to pray for you that, In John 16, verse 13, that Holy Spirit would lead you into truth. And I pray this, honestly, I pray this over each of my family members every single day. Holy Spirit, be the filter of truth around the heart, mind, will, emotion, soul of Isabel, David, and Benji, Reese, and me. And I want to pray this for you today. Holy Spirit, I pray right now for each viewer watching that you would be the filter of truth around their heart, mind, will, and emotion. Help us to follow you into truth and to follow you in truth. Help us not to be victims to deception and distortion, but bastions, advocates, victors in truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. I know God has victory for you today.